Okay, Satan sometimes gets a bad rap. <laughs> but even Satan sometimes likes to play with toys. Oh my God. Today's episode is going to be about that. Nice. Thanks. Oh, welcome everyone to the Weird World Podcast. I'm Dean. I'm Emma. I'm Carrie. Carrie is going to talk about what we just teased. Something about Satan's toys. I did that tease knowing virtually nothing about the topic, so I hope it works out. Except that it involves Satan and toys. Yes, that much I knew. Among other things. First, let me tell you about a guy. This is going to be in the 1980s, Emma. All of it? Oh. Way, way back. It's a lot of Satan during the 80s. A lot of Satan. There really was. I don't know what happened to him. Mm, he He liked... I think overly st- um, shoulder pads. He liked big <laughs> shoulder pads. He liked slick back hair, and he liked Ronald Reagan administration. Mm-hmm. So Ronald Reagan will make a little cameo in this ah. podcast as, as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, the year is 1982. Young man, starting a timeline. Uh, creatively named by his parents, I presume. <laughs> You're not sure because it's like <laughs> half and half. People named by their parents are just randomly. Yeah. You never know. Phil Phillips. Phil Phillips. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Okay. And he was uh, doing a Jewish fast because God told him to. So Phil Phillips was doing a Jewish fast. Yes. A guy named Phil Phillips. Jewish is an evangelical Christian. Oh. What now? By uh, faith. Yeah. Ju- so you mean Phillips? Yeah, Phil okay, Phillips. Okay, you said Jewish is an evangelical Christian. Did I? Yes. yes. Oh. <laughs> so Phil Phillips is an evangelical Christian, and he's doing a Jewish, Jewish fast. fast. Okay. okay. He's just branching out. Because okay. God told him to. Okay. Interesting. Apparently, a Jewish fast is not eating from sunup to sundown. Yes. That's kind of cheating, but okay. And then he was able to eat fruits and vegetables. Uh, what? He made I, that up. I often do that by accident. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and he was, at the time, also doing a bunch of evangelical meetings, whatever that is. Carrie's doing air quotes for the word meetings. Just so <laughs> evangelical meetings. Well, I mean, people get together and talk about Jesus. Yeah. That's pretty obvious. So in the midst of his fast, he decided he needed to pop into the mall real quick to get some shaving supplies. Oh. Okay. I believe this was in Florida, but he's from Texas. Okay. Why was he in Florida? For evangelical meetings. Oh. oh, okay. Got it. So he's traveling for these evangelical wow. yes. meetings. And he's fasting while traveling. That's a dangerous. But. Yes. And going to the mall mm. for shaving supplies. Yeah, he's, he's flirting he's, with disaster at this he's point. busy. Yeah. And just on a whim, he a decided whim. to pop into a toy store. Mm, now getting creepy. but okay. Does he have children? No. No, he's, no. Oh. He's an adult male with no children <laughs> traveling, going to a toy store. Yeah. This, this is not a good scenario. He's probably early 20s, I would guess, okay. at this time. Doesn't make it less creepy. Yeah. He didn't know it at the time, but this is where his career really gets yeah. started. I'm going to assume this is his origin story of how his career gets started. Of course. Because it's, it's for sure fiction. Yeah. <laughs> this is, makes no fucking sense. Well, he happened to see a toy, Skeletor. And Skeletor was holding a ram's head staff, which is clearly an occult symbol. Obviously, but first tell the people what a Skeletor is. Skeletor is pretty awesome, 1980s. It's a toy. Yeah. Looks like a skeleton. Okay. Skeletor was from... Very buff and muscly. The He-Man cartoons, I think. And he was the villain. Was he the villain? He was the villain. I was going to say Mega Man, but... So he's like a buff skeleton. Yes. If that's a thing. Yeah, he is the villain of He-Man... And the Masters of the Universe, or uh, whatever it's called. And he carried around Ram's heads. A Ram's head staff. Sta- oh, I got it. That, that actually 
so far I'm on Phil's side because that's pretty satanic. <laughs> yeah. So, of course, Phil decided to buy it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> of course. It, it came with a comic book. To try to give to a child from his windowless van out in the parking lot. Because <laughs> I guess a lot of toys at the time come with little comic books. Did they? I have no idea. I don't know either. Were you buying toys in 1982? Uh, no. Okay. At least not for myself. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't. Because you probably were buying toys for yourself in 1982. I, I don't think so. I he was money. like a teenager. I was barely a teenager. Oh, that's true. I didn't you were, have any money. Were you buying comic books? Uh, no. Okay. Past that period. Well, I did get a Cabbage Patch doll for my 18th birthday in 1984. I am, so I am not surprised. <laughs> you were a sweet little cute innocent I was. Girl. Really were. From my grandma, Polly. It's adorable. And her name was Leela Libby, and I really wish we still had her. You oh. lost her? It's be worth $14 million yeah. right now, Carrie. No, it Thanks a lot. <laughs> 14 million I didn't save dollars. the box. So. Um, anyhow, he was astonished by the contents of this comic book. Yeah. Oh. It was filled with the occult from beginning to end. Mm. Says Phil. He says, it kind of read like the Bible. <laughs> what? <laughs> Congress, so. but okay. And thought it would fill children with images of magical creatures serving roles similar to Jesus and angels. Hmm. I need to. Do you have this comic book? Do I? Do you have a copy of it? Do you have a? Do you have text from it? No. Do you have pictures? Oh, no. I want to see it. <laughs> the random comic book. Yeah. Of He-Man. Yeah. Well, anyhow, he tossed this toy in the back seat of his car, driving around for about three days. And then the Lord spoke to him again, mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. Lord is speaking to Phil Phillips quite a lot. Yeah. They are really close. They have a good relationship. Yep. At this point, they were kind of hanging out. Yeah. And the Lord explained to Phil that when children play with toys, they project their imagination into the toy, which is a good thing, if you ask me. It's not bad. It's good creativity. Giving it life character, abilities, talents, and set the surroundings around the toy. Now, this little phrase right here, projecting their imagination into the toy, giving it life, character, abilities, talents, and set the surroundings around the toy. Phil Phillips loves to repeat over and over and over again. Did you do that to Leela Libby? Libby? Did you? Was she a crochet artist and she had a whole backstory? (laughs) Do you have tea with her? Remember, people, Carrie was... 18. I did that with my Barbies. They had lives. Were you 18? No. Okay. Then. When I was 18, I was doing something very different. Whoa. <laughs> Jesus. In, not dirty. In you know? sounded dirty. <laughs> like you did intend that to sound. <laughs> I, was I was doing to, something very different. I was going to parties and okay. being debaucherous. Doing shrooms. In 1984, <laughs> oh. the Cabbage Patch doll was the hardest thing in the fucking world to get. Okay. That's a lot of language. And somehow, <laughs> my magical little grandma got her hands on one, didn't know what to do with it, and then it was my birthday, so she gave it to me. Sounds like a Phil Phillips scenario. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm buying that either. I mean, oh, I just bought a Leela Libby doll, a cabbage patch. I guess I'll give it to one of my granddaughters. Yeah. He's 18. He doesn't like, um, you know, and it's funny because she had a, had a, a been child. Born? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this no, story Lauren does not No, hadn't been hold. born yet. Oh. I don't know. I think you may have stole this from your grandmother. <laughs> No, I didn't. And you're pretending no, she you stole it. it from one of your nieces. Yes. <laughs> no, my grandmother gave you my swear to God. It's mine, I swear. It's little Libby. I fell in no. love with her when I first saw her. My, my youngest little girl cousin hadn't been born yet, I don't think. Okay. So. so, the Lord also told him that children were being affected by these toys, toys like Skeletor, mm-hmm. that come with the occult comic books, mm-hmm. 
and that he, Phil Phillips, needed to do something about it. Of course he did. Makes sense. I don't Just know. a random man in his early 20s yes. needed to do something about it. I don't know if the Lord told him specifically what he needed to do, but Phil Phillips figured it out. I feel like it went a little more like Phil's going, Lord, can I do something about these goddamn toys? And Lord's like, he's totally preoccupied. He's trying to listen to sticks on his eight track. And he says, yeah, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. Fine. Fine. Do it. Do it. That's how that's. Mm -hmm. Well, Phil Phillips decided to go all in and do research on toys of the occult and cartoons and commercials about things such as breakfast cereals. And breakfast cereals? Uh-huh. Satanic breakfast cereals? Count Chocula. Oh, you know, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Although, I mean... Booberry? Come on. It's not really satanic. It's a ghost. The Cookie Monster? Cookie Monster is also a monster. And these are not uh, cryptids, yes. Yeah. But not, these are not satanic. Wheaties, Nin- yes. They had Bruce Jenner on the cover <laughs> in 1976 <laughs> when still a dude, so yeah. In 1983, he published a book called Turmoil in the Toy Box. Ooh, it's a good one. Yes. I don't like Phil Phillips so far, but that's a cool fucking name. He, he popped off with that that's one. A Turmoil great, a, it's a great name. B, Ramshead Staff? I'm still, I'm still listening. Listen, I'm he open-minded. has a little leg to stand on with Skeletor. I'll he give does. him that. You guys got to see Phil Phillips. Is I, he a I want to see Phil Phillips. He talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> he can't uh, close his lips. Carrie's showing a lot of teeth. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he does visual. is show his teeth. And he says, sleep, 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 imagination. <laughs> Gary's doing a bit. Hilarious. He's a little uh, Eric Trumpy looking. Oh, yeah. I does he have him. someone nearby giving him food when he does good? <laughs> <laughs> Treats. I did, I did good, right? I will tell you where to find good old Phil so you can see him in action. So he's a goober. A goofy You know, goober. he's got helmet hair, you know, very quaffed nicely. Slicked 80s back Carrie? hair, the 80s. very eighties. Every did that. I don't think it would move in the strongest of winds, <laughs> and he's very tanned. And so he is a he's just Florida. a Trump. Yes, he's Florida yeah. and Texas. I w- yes, I wouldn't be surprised if he was. He looked like most people his a age. distant relative to the yeah. Trumps. Okay. Um, so he wrote the book. Well, the book was pu- published yeah. in quotes. By like Starburst Publishing or something like that. It doesn't exist anymore. The candy company (laughs) made it, published his book weirdly. We got two things. We make juicy sugary candy and we publish weird ass books. Starburst. That was Turmoil in the Toy Box. Okay. And then in 1984. Wait, you're not denying that. This is nothing to do with Starburst the candy, correct? Correct. No, it does not. In 1984, he went on this weird Christian TV, I think, show. I think? Called. Eagles, the Eagles food with Gary Greenwald. <laughs> Eagles food is the name of the show? Yes, by the Eagles Nest Ministries. Oh, okay. And Gary Greenwald, that name, oh, I don't know. He's a Christian guy. Okay. And it was turned in, they made a series of VHS tapes. Mm, high tech. Called Deception of a Generation. Ooh. They, not as good as Tormoil in the toy, toy Box. But not as good. They're no. good at naming things. That's not bad. It's not bad. You know what? None of these are as good as Skeletor, though. Skeletors, a, they, they beat them there. Yeah. It's only one letter, but it's a world of difference. So cool. Yeah. Well, I believe it was three episodes, 30 minutes long each. Mm. They also they did. buy three different VHSes for $49.99. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. Remember but, the, I remember the pr- the price of in the eighties. Yes. The price of these things would, would honest to God, they'd be like thirty nine ninety nine. Forty nine. I mean, what do you mean you, to buy like a movie? They were like sixty, seventy dollars. I don't know. That, oh yeah, you, you in eighty, in the eighty. But like, yes. like the, but this person's veto. I'm, when I say thirty, this guy could have been selling that for forty nine bucks. Yeah. He really could have. Wow, that's like fourteen thousand dollars in today's money. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at that, but still, it's still it's a but lot you're of money. Not that off. It's a lot. Yeah. It, it, it is a lot of money. For sure, it was probably 150, 200 bucks, right? Do you remember yeah. those you muzzy mean, tapes? Muzzy. Yeah, it muzzy. was a. It was a. Um, I'm 23, guys. <laughs> foreign language. No, they were for you guys. Yeah. Muzzy. Yeah. That's but they why were probably from Jerry, the 90s. She doesn't know any foreign languages. So I no, remember she not VHS remember tapes. To I teach watched... you guys Spanish, and well, they were vi- they were stupidly well, expensive. I watched VHS tapes, but... Yes, you did. Constantly. Yeah, yeah. you did. Anyhow, the, uh, this Eagles Food, Eagles Nest Ministry organization also did shows on rock and roll oh. i'm the sure the dangers music. and evils of in, in the 80s they're doing this yes that's embarrassing but dungeons and dragons true. naturally true we're gonna do an episode on those one of these days marijuana marijuana Listen, guys. again in the 80s i mean in the 80s weed was probably really weird wasn't it <laughs> no <laughs> what do you mean i don't know it's probably less it's probably potent than it is now. PCP, right? Occasionally. Sure. <laughs> and the New Age movement. Oh, they're kind of in agreement with yeah. the I, Greenwald. I've seen, a, I read an article or something, this was a long time ago, that there was a big influx of Christianity and religion in the 80s after mm-hmm. like the counterculture movements of the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. Like people almost wanted to return to tradition. Sure. Is the, I, think, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember New that. New Age. Yeah, like Crystal Cathedral and all that. That wasn't nonsense. The Crystal thing was not, it's because it was made out of glass. But it, it, the New Age kind of got married to evangelical <laughs> Christianity. I think a little later than that. Okay. They started getting I've more seen, I saw somebody was kind of making the connection of the 80s. There was a lot of people kind of delving deeper into religion as a reaction to the e- 70s yes. hippie Well, really, the evangelical Christianity really started getting big and started getting political in the late 70s. Okay. Ronald Reagan was elected in, in 1980 right. with, in large part because a lot of those folks switched over from, especially in the South, they were kind of historically Democrats, they became Republicans. Really? Yeah. Well, for, you know, because, for, for, uh, no. because they're <laughs> super racist, reasons, Jim yeah. Crow oh, kind of I Democrats. See, yeah. And, yeah. So, so yeah, that Christianity, Christianity started becoming really politicized in the 70s and in the 80s. It was very much so. And I see. Just as much as it is today. Yeah. Also, TV evangelism became a thing, right? Yes, it was right huge. Right about then. I, again, a little bit before then, but yeah, the Why 80s was, was the a big Tammy heyday. Faye and Jim Baker era? That was right early then? 80s. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Robinson got huge then, even, even though he's about... I think he's dead now. I he died the days of 400. He just died. <laughs> he literally just died. He literally he, just died. He's like 100. And he literally looked 474. <laughs> and that man ran for president. And didn't he, yes, was, he did. was he the guy that tried to say he could leg press like 1,000 pounds or something? Probably. Like probably. Hey, Robertson. the guy could stop Robertson. hurricanes from hitting Virginia. So right, he could do a lot right. of things. I don't know. I didn't hear about that part. Anyway, um, Gary yeah. and Gary our, our, I like to call him. our pal, who I just call PP in my notes. PP and GG. <laughs> Phil, yeah, they are PP and GG. Phil. That's what someone calls their grandparents in the South, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they start out talking about wicked witches, demon clouds, spell books, the zone of eternal evil. And I want to go to that club. This is actually, yeah. And Gary Greenwald asks Phil Phillips, because he may not know, 
what you know what comes to your mind? What what do you immediately think of when I say these words to you? It's he like says, a glory free association. Hole. What? I didn't say it. what happened? What? <laughs> I feel like there were glory holes at these places that they named yes, with those names, uh, probably. Well, they of course they were talking about thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. Oh, oh my god. That was out that long ago? <laughs> yes, Scooby Doo's wow. old as shit. I mean, I know Scooby-Doo was, was, but 13 Ghosts This is a late, yeah, this is a later Scooby-Doo, because I think Scrappy's in it. Yeah. And, of course, Vincent Price. Vincent Price. Looking exactly Price. like Vincent Price. Yes, yes. He's a very famous horror movie guy uh-huh. with mm. a very distinctive voice, which you mm. would recognize if we played it for, for you. Sure. I see. I'll Google him later. Okay. So, in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, they play many clips in these VHS tapes. But they see spell books, occultic amulets, a crystal ball, astral projection to the evil zone. So clearly, the writers and producers uh, of Scooby-Doo yeah. are trying to Send bring children over to the dark side. Sound, I mean, it does sound like it. From, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I kind of believe. Yeah. <laughs> Which... This show of the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo seems like it's like a departure because all the shows before, there wasn't real evil. There weren't real witches, right? Mm. They were... They, they were always, were always fake. Yeah, yeah. they always unmasked Mr. Smithers. Yeah. He was trying to drive them off there the lamb because he's kind of inherent. Yeah. He found oil just earlier right. that day. And, yeah. Yeah. and so he, in about six hours, he rigged up some kind of a hologram <laughs> outside <laughs> with... Uh, Somehow that technology yes, in this yes. time period. He got a perfect he, costume that depicted a mummy or some other animal, right. a monster, yes. absolutely flawlessly. So, and yeah. Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Machine were always smart enough to figure it out. Even though they were super high because we saw the smoke get out of, come out the door when he they opened the door. He would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. Of course. However, in Mm -hmm. the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, there are real witches Hmm. and real spells and real astral projection and crystal balls and blah, 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 which now, of course, uh, Phil Phillips is on the the case. I guess you have to believe (laughs) that astral projection and and crystal balls are satanic somehow, but a little bit of a stretch. Occultic. That's what they are. Still a stretch. Still a stretch. Mm-hmm. Especially with the astral projection. Yeah, that's not really. That's oh. not a cult. No. Are crystal you balls, maybe. I could see you. the crystal balls, but yeah. astral projection. Nah. Well, anyway. Phil, that's just people getting super high and falling asleep. <laughs> Phil Phillips is full of statistics. Mm. And he explains to Gary that most people don't realize that 80% of all cartoons deal directly with the occult. What the what? <laughs> so the Smurfs. Demons. Oh, we're going to talk about Smurfs. Okay. The Smurfs. And 40% of toys on the market have occultic influences. How is he getting well, these numbers? And remember G.I. Joe had different like characters, like yeah. a lion tamer and a diver. Remember the, there was one actually with a goat robe and he, yeah. was, and he had a magic... It and was. He was I called G.I. Joe Satan's Helper. And His so eyes that were fully blacked out. Is little known. Yeah. We're yes. going to be talking about G.I. Joe too. The Barbie. Jesus. There was a Barbie witch. She wore a black cape, she had a black pointy hat. Really? Yeah. Damn it. So he's full of fake statistics, but that he made up himself. But these, the forty percent of toys that have occultic influences, of course, these are the most popular. Hmm. He is obsessed with He-Man. They go on and on and on and on and on and on and on about He-Man. I think we know what's going on there. I think we do know what's going on there. What's going on there? He-Man. Let's just say He-Man is very much a He-Man. Yes. Wore a loincloth. Oh. He's very muscly. Mm-hmm. Scantily clad. Very scantily clad. Very muscly. So it's He-Man and the He-Man, comma, Masters of the Universe. And apparently, according to Phil Phillips, 
I did not independently research these statistics. Okay. Okay. But I am skeptical. Yeah. Uh, Me too. Good. He said He-Man, Masters of the Universe, was at the time could be seen as much as 31 times per week in an area. He didn't say Mm. which area, just an area. (laughs) North America. And... So could potentially be seen by 16 million children each time it's aired. I don't. <laughs> he man was making those ratings. That's a lot like of kid eyeballs. He liked math, but was not very good at it. <laughs> and he man, coincidentally or interestingly enough, it had when it was first you know made. Whoever mm-hmm. made it made it. It had been turned down by the three big cartoon stations. Don't know what those were, but yeah, so they do. decided. <laughs> ABC, CBS, and NBC. Is that the only three? No, there were networks. Well, Cartoon Network, Cartoon. Nickelodeon, no. Disney XD. Weren't things yet. No. It's the early '80s, right? So yeah, yeah, those weren't those weren't around. No, I'm sure it's the three networks he's talking about. Yeah, because I think He Man no. He Man was syndicated. So they just oh. they you know whatever you on channel whatever you're on independent non-network affiliate channels in every market throughout the country. Well, because they were turned down. Yeah. By the major networks, they mm-hmm. decided to to take it to the independent. Yeah. Stations. They syndicated it. And. It became a hit. Yes, it did. So the very first indie darling, I would imagine. And then it was seen in like 95% of the country because it was such a big thing mm-hmm. and so popular. Because Satan obviously had influenced children to watch I, He-Man. Yeah. He Apparently was I was too old. I you don't remember He-Man? Nah, I guess I wasn't the demographic for He-Man. Were you watching she it? Was not watching it, but I'm very much aware that it was very popular. Uh, you know how I was aware of it? Only commercials. Okay. I would hear that. Because yet also was, I mean, it effectively was one of those shows that was designed to sell toys. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know what the idea came first. He-Man or toys, toys. and here's how we sell them is, is a classic case of the toys were almost maybe even simultaneous with the release of the show. Yes. And that's what part of this will be it about. It was too. not a thing when I was a child. No. No one talked about He-Man. No. I'm shocked there's not a live action He-Man. Or has there been? I, I think it was in the works yeah. at some point. But I, nothing came of it. But I remember hearing like casting rumors wow. about a He-Man movie. Yeah, you'd you'd have Probably some like wrestler or some you know some roided yeah, out wrestler Cena. do it or something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, John Cena could be He-Man. I love John Cena. Well, these, we all love John Cena. <laughs> these He-Man Masters of the Universe cartoons apparently take things directly from actual wift- witchcraft, actual pagan religions like levitation, mind control, astral projections, and other things from actual witchcraft ceremonies. Yeah. Actually, actual. He likes the word actual. <laughs> yes. What does he sound like? Actual. <laughs> actually, actual. Actual. Mom does a good impression, I she think. Does, I, you know, having never seen him speak or at all, I'm going to assume she is spot She's on. She's painting a picture. Yeah, You're going to love it. I'm going to. I am going to love it. Um, Gary can hardly believe what he's saying. He has he is fully around. Gary's at this mind point. is blown. <laughs> and um, Oh, something else was too. So uh PP has written his book, but he's also put together a slide presentation Ooh. that he takes on the road to churches. Very to, sophisticated for the yes, time. To um, you know, educate mm. parents. So I think the most evil cartoon Phil Phillips can think of must be He Man. He Man, as he man, in fairness, did have a character with a Ram's head staff. So. Yes, that was Skeletor who was the villain. Yeah, He-Man was true. the hero. True. He started out as, um, Gary describes him as a wimp. I don't think so. No. Even, I, he was always the same yes, physical. Yes, he yeah. always had the same body. He huh. turns from like a nerd guy, probably oh, a Clark Kent kind of guy. I don't know his origin named story. Named Adam, of course. Uh, 
very uh, biblical, very oh. helpful to these guys. It is. And then he he's transformed into the most uh, powerful man in the universe by the power of the occultic sword. I forget what well, he called it. Sword. Sword I don't called. think they call it the occultic oh. sword. It's just a sword. I know. Phil Phillips says it's very occultic. Okay. Is that what that's from? What? I have the power. Maybe. By the power of Grayskull. Yeah. That's what it is. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sure. But again, you have to say occultic sword. It, it was for sure not an occultic sword. Anyway, it was just a sword. Yeah. It was a but magical them, sword, obviously. A magical sword is occultic, Dean. Mm, it's a magic. Agree, Where do you disagree. think they get the magic from? The occult. Uh, was he picking on Shazam then? Because Shazam overtly appealed to ancient gods. And yes. Christianity is known for he would have not hated being a Shazam. big fan of other people's gods. And so Shazam he, he has to hate then. Shazam. Yeah. So did he? No, oh. but he would. Ha- I mean, well, he's not aware of this incredibly. Famous I don't character. know, but I need to talk to Paul. We're Phil? still Phil. still on He Man. Oh, okay, so that's what Phil would like to be. He Man is class uh, the Castle Gray Skull, which is built by unknown hands in the shape of a skull with mm. a demon spirit living in it that manifests into the shape of a skull. Actually, this I didn't learn this from Phil Phillips. I learned this yeah, elsewhere. Yeah. Castle Grayskull was once the Hall of Wisdom that mm. was transformed into Castle Grayskull in order to frighten away villains and to protect their orb and the universe. So I feel like he just throws the word in demon before a noun yeah. or demonic or occultic and pretends he's telling the truth. Yes. But he's not. But he says kids subconsciously pick up on all of the occultic influences in these cartoons. None of which are true. Parents just you know, parents yeah. tell Phil Phillips that their children call on She-Ra or He-Man to save them. She-Ra was like the He-Man, the She-Man yeah. to the He-Man kind of thing. And by the she, way, smoking hot car. She-Ra was He-Man's twin sister. Oh. Arguably more powerful than He-Man. Whoa. I remember hearing rumblings of a She-Ra movie as well. Uh, I can yeah, see I, that. I do too. But none of these ever came to fruition, obviously. Damn it. Apparently there was a car they accident. Will in a couple years, yeah. A mommy and his son were in a car accident, and uh-huh. after the accident, the little boy said, "Don't worry, mommy. He man would have saved us." What? what after mean? the accident. This is out of nowhere. What's happening? Yeah, what I need some context. You're just like throwing out an accident here. Did this Phil is a, this happened real life. This happened real life. Okay, go back one sentence where okay. I said parents tell Phil Phillips oh. that their children call on She-Ra and He Man to save them. Okay. Oh. Okay. And not Got Jesus it. Christ, their Lord and Christ. Oh, I Got see why it. they're getting And that this off. little boy, like his mom was probably all flustered after their car accident. And he said, don't worry. Because, you know, usually parents are like, yeah. we're okay, but it could have been worse. We could have been killed. I, you know, blah, they, blah, blah. They do tell their small children that right after accidents. <laughs> yes, that's true. Well, so he said, he man would have saved us. <laughs> okay. Phil Phillips's own father was at a church thing talking about Phil Phillips' toys Thing. His dad, so his dad took up the whole call yes. of demonizing toys. Yeah, at the church, Phil Phillips wasn't even there, but they all reported back to Phil Phillips afterwards that when after the church thing, and this is a Christian child who grew up in a Christian home with Christian parents going to church, blah blah blah. <laughs> afterwards, the little kid was seen running around in circles in the parking lot, saying, "This is the way Phil Phillips says it." Okay, he men has more power than Jesus. The kid was saying that? He-Man has more power than Jesus. Yeah. Yes. 100% fiction. Never happened. (laughs) It didn't happen. 100% if it did, that would have been hilarious. Yes. Honestly. I would have laughed my ass off. 
Mm-hmm. Hopefully the Reverend would have also. Yeah. I feel like they would have. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, another story that was relayed to Phil Phillips. Uh, Kim like was- all these, every time these people have, you know, n- d- unnamed people told me things. Those those stories are never true. Yeah. Well, so and so said this happened. This kid was riding in the backseat. I mean, the stories of being told those of that story is never true. With his mom, who had some, you know, religious radio station playing in the car. And when the kid heard them say that God was the master of the universe uh, on the radio mm-hmm. program, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a thing, uh, that then the kid said, no, mommy, God isn't the master of the universe. He-Man is the master of the universe. And that kid's hilarious. I'm sur- sure she gasped. Oh, she did more than gasp. She beat the shit out of him. <laughs> so, you know, millions of children are, quote, taking on many gods. Mm. How Which, dare they how? think freely? Is something you're not supposed to do. <laughs> no. It yeah. goes against the Bible. At right about this time. What uh, year are we now? Are we still early 80s, mid 80s? How long has it been doing this? Oh, it's not 2005. It's not. <laughs> no, so it's I'm still talking about their VHS, their little presentation. Okay. okay. Oh. Right about now in the oh. deception of children or whatever it's called, okay. uh, Gary wants to know, what, what toys, these are toys for little boys. What toys do little girls have? And I think he wanted to segue into She-Ra because that was coming up next on their little slideshow or something. And uh, Phil Phillips had to pipe in, oh, no, plenty of girls play with He-Man. They love He-Man, too. And That's Skeletor. not true. I mean, I'm sure I, some girls, I bet I'm there sure some they girls. do. Some. Some girls like He-Man, I'm sure. Oh, sorry, our dog. <laughs> Deception of children. I feel like a lot of pedophiles bought that and were sorely disappointed yeah, it wasn't like, a how-to what? book. Oh, God, Dad. No, it's the, it's the VHS. What was it? What did I say it was Deception called? Deception something. Yeah, something. Deception of a generation. Oh, of a generation. Still. Before this time period, the early 80s, mm-hmm. TV shows for children didn't have toys associated with cartoons marketed to children during the cartoons. Uh, there the were, He-Man was the first to do that? No, I don't think so. Okay. But... Yeah. They were selling... To- I mean, right? What? I think, I mean, you, you could buy Scooby-Doo plush toys and stuff like that in the 70s, I'm sure. Is that... Yes, but you they couldn't market it during oh, the airing of Scooby-Doo. Okay. Got it. I see. Okay. So around this time, and Phil Phillips is always very up in arms about the fact that cartoons are basically 30-minute commercials for all the toys. They for sure are. And in this, he's not wrong. No. And prior to the, prior to the early 80s, this wasn't the case. You couldn't do this. Oh. They had rules. I think, yeah, I think the Reagan administration got rid of that rule because they love, they rather have 30-minute commercials for their yes. corporate friends. In than- the 60s shows and marketing executives wanted to do that mm-hmm. and there was a group called ACT that that worked very hard to not allow that to happen and the guidelines were a minimum of 14 hours of programming for children of all ages throughout the week with no commercials airing during children's shows mm-hmm. and the hosts on children's shows could not sell things and if there were commercials on certain shows they it had to be very clear now we're going to go to a, a commercial break in the program. And then they had to announce when they came back. So they didn't want kids to be confused because kids are confused. They don't understand the difference between a commercial and the show. That's why advertisers love them. Yep. So this was working pretty well, and it worked for shows like... It's not working well for corporations, for no. you tell. But it was working for kids, and that's when 
TV shows were very much geared toward children and, you know, like Sesame Street and um, I forget what some of the other ones were. PBS. Yeah, those kinds of shows. Well, then Ronald Reagan became president and it became the era of deregulation of lots of industries. So they basically got rid of the regulation in advertising to children. So basically, companies were allowed to market as much as they wanted to kids, leading to just an explosion of cartoon-themed toys and uh, junk food, fast food. Breakfast cereals were a big one. Happy Meals. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but there's not a Happy Meal cartoon. Mm. A little surprised it's not. Who came up with... They made, made those silly characters. Yeah. Grimace, Ronald Grimace, Donald. Grimace, the bur- hamburger. Mm. Yes, but those existed prior to the know. 1980s. Anyhow, uh, Phil Phillips believes that little boys are being programmed for evil mm. by Skeletor, specifically, who has the staff of power, which is the Ramshead staff. Ramshead is a very cultic symbol, which, Dean, you agree with that? I do agree with that. It's boiled in cauldrons mm. and used in occultic practices. Mm. And apparently, uh, Phil Phillips knows all about it. He mm. says when it's on the staff, it's called a Norok. Mm. And when it appears in occultic books, it's pictured with the butt of the staff crushed on the head of, the, of a dove. Oof. Which sounds... I'm not sure any of these things are true. Horrible. <laughs> and according to Gary, this represents total satanic power. Uh, yeah. And the ram's head represents Satan. Well, and the dove is an old, old symbol for Christianity. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's making this up. Yeah. I don't know. I do. Well, Skeletor <laughs> he's is made. very powerful. He has the ability to levitate, mind control, astral project, yeah. and many other occult and pagan religious practices. He basically re- represents all of the occult in the He-Man cartoons. Phil's obsessed with astral projection. I feel yeah. like he tried to astral project and couldn't, and he's pissed off <laughs> He at got it. really mad. Yeah. And He-Man and Skeletor live in Eternia. Eternia. Which, for some reason, Phil Phillips thinks is really Eternia. No. And when he hears the lady calling it Eternia, I think he thinks she has an accent. And that's why. <laughs> uh, that, that's my assumption. He says Eternia? Or he says Eternia he says Athernia over and over again. Oh, it might just be a lisp. Well, and then they, and Gary has a gazillion toys on this set that looks like your grandma's living room with <laughs> the big gin cham, you know, wingback chairs. Gingham. And she meant gingham. gingham. <laughs> and are going to think you really think it's gin cham. He, uh, <laughs> so at this point in the video, he pulls out the snake mountain toy, mm. which that I think is kind of cool. I, I have a vague memory of Snake Mountain, and there was a big... I do remember that, uh, you know, seeing commercials for that toy. It was a, it was a big, big it's, toy. Well, not, not that big. Uh, well, and it had very... But it's like a play put, set. Yeah, you yeah. can put characters in little slots and things uh-huh. like that, I think. Well, probably. I think Sounds it had an actual right. explosion. It could be vinegar, and oh. I'm going to... That's not true. I don't think so. <laughs> but I think you could put... I think you could do something like that, like lava or something. I don't know. Maybe. Snake Mountain is where Skeletor lives. Sure. So, of course, it's occultic. And it has... The funnest kind of toy that existed around this time, a voice-changing microphone. Oh. Actually, it wasn't voice-changing. I take that back. It was a fucking echo microphone. Oh, so like, but it was I am ele- It him. was electronic, and it was, according to Gary and Phil, to make you sound like an occultic hero. Okay, stop. Jesus. Seriously. They just <laughs> literally put the word demonic and occultic in front of other words yeah. and think... 
we're gonna we're that dumb. So I want to play for you, Gary, <laughs> trying to use the satanic snake mountain toy microphone. Oh, is he gonna be tech handicapped and not be able to do it? Yes. Or is it just gonna be hilarious <laughs> yes. doing it unintentionally? Are you ready? Yes. This is the snake and all. I mean, this is definitely an occultic toy. And it's got an interesting little feature here. I'm gonna turn it on. It can actually transform your voice from uh, your regular voice to that of an occultic hero. Is that yeah. correct? So let's get a Skeletor type of voice. Let me turn this on here. I, I think I'm getting it too loud. Skeletor, the master of the universe. Okay, two things. One, <laughs> neither of those guys ever got laid. Two, well, you know, never mind. Two, I, I'm pretty sure he was changing his voice. He when he said Skeletor. Well, yeah. He's, he's for sure changing he his voice. He absolutely is. Because it's just a little echo mic. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. no, it's not turning your little kid's voice would not sound have a little kid just say Skeletor and see what it sounds like. It won't sound like that. Well, here, I'm going to show you what it sounds like when okay. a little kid says oh, Skeletor. Let's hear Snake Mountain ready to take on He-Man. Anytime. Snake Mountain battle on He-Man and Skeletor each sold separately. You put the mountain together. Batteries not included. And your serpent's ready to strike? Yes. Come, He-Man. Come to Snake Mountain. Snake Mountain with Echo Microphone from the Masters of the Universe collection. Action figures each sold separately from Mattel. So the kids know how to use the better than he does. Snake yes, Mountain without having way the, better <laughs> the feedback. Also, though, the kids were were like like you said, it's just an echo thing. The kids yes. were changing their voice into the character kind of voice. And who was the kid who was playing the part of Skeletor? Pretty uh, pretty dramatic. He was yeah. good. Yeah, I don't know. He has a recognize him. Child star. Actually, a young Brad Pitt. Is that Brad Pitt? <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, then uh, there's an uh oh moment in a he-man cartoon that phil and gary just all of these clips that they play they say we didn't go looking for these we just turned on a random episode and all this occultic shit is there was that the episode where his lankoff got stuck and he showed his dick (laughs) yeah because there was that was famous in the 80s where they actually showed his animated penis what no No. It was a dick slip. <laughs> well, there happened to be an episode mm-hmm. in the He-Man cartoon yes. where they talk about how an explosion billions of years ago created the universe. Oh, Ooh. That was not smart. Gary interjects here that that's what some of the scientists today would say. Some of the scientists. Some, just some, a mm-hmm. few, would say is the Big Bang Theory, which totally throws out creationism. Yeah, it does. Oopsie. You're welcome. And apparently in He-Man land, oh, Eternia. Yeah, Eternia. A remnant of the explosion still exists at the center of Eternia. It's called the Star Seed. Mm-hmm. And this is all, it contains all the power of the universe. Oh. And unfortunately, its location is no longer a secret. And it's so powerful. Now, Skeletor is tunneling to the center of Eternia to get it for himself. Ooh, that sounds... To scary. Have, so that Skeletor can have all of the power. Yeah. We better, he man better stop him. Which is terrible. How did this turn out? There's tons of occult is in this, this storyline yeah. because. None of that sounds occultic at all. Well, to get all the power of the universe, Dean, that's God. Not occultic. That's God. Mm, it's a star sheet. Yeah. They, don't, they yeah. don't like any of this Just stuff. Relax, Phil. Yes. 
Well, you know the good guys, He-Man and She-Ra, and so. you know they always save the day. Did Scooby <laughs> ever make a kind of a crossover kind of a thing? Yep. With He-Man, Sco- I don't know. Scrappy they maybe have. in an episode. And here's the thing: Phil Phillips talks about the the good versus evil battles. In these series, which should be a good thing, right? Good thing. Why isn't He-Man Jesus or whatever fighting hmm. the bad. Satan? Because that was already the role of that was taken by the Lion in Chronicles of Narnia already. <laughs> so. Well, he says, unfortunately, the good characters are empowered by satanic forces. What? So but they they can't be that, that good. Yeah. Yeah, he did just decide yeah. that. And here's how he knows. He's got a grift to sell. Liam, this is him... how he knows okay. that they're empowered by satanic forces. For instance, Tila, Tila. the warrior goddess in He-Man, okay. she has a cobra headdress Oof. and a cobra staff. And the cobra is the symbol for demonic power and protection. She's also... It, it really isn't. Yeah. Though. He can't just say this Everything. is symbol. Ram's head, going to give you that one. Mm-hmm. None of the others, though, are. Swords I mean, aren't. Cobras aren't. Yeah. Cobras. I haven't studied demonic power and protection symbols, so I don't know. Tila is also a very voluptuous-looking young thing, quote from Phil Phillips. Phil, you need to back off. Who wears very tight clothing, sometimes even negligee-type things. I might have to... Is it on Netflix? There's a <laughs> character called Many Faces, which... Many Faces. Creative. A little on the nose, little guys. Bit, just a tad. At this point, they just gave up. We thought Attila, we thought She-Ra, <laughs> yeah. we thought Skeletor, we're done. He's Many Faces. Well, I think he's a good guy, but he becomes possessed by a demon by drinking a potion Skeletor gives him. Probably so not a demon. So he, he becomes demon-possessed, but then he's back to his good self, but the demon is still inside. Mm. So every now and then, the demon crops up and takes control of him. I, I think that's an interesting subplot. Yeah. yeah. And the Many Faces toy is a you know, big guy with a head they under are. like some kind of hood or whatever, but the face rotates so you oh. can push a button and rotate yeah. the face from the good, the bad, the demon, the whatever. Huh. I mean, I don't think the cartoons calls it a demon, but... No, I'm sure, I, I'm sure they don't. No. But so this it's a spirit or something. tells kids that you can be demon-possessed but, and still be good. Yes, but... Oh, which is not okay. good. You can't be no, demon-possessed yeah. and be good well, at all. Well, what if sometimes the demon's taking a break and you're able to get back in <laughs> charge of the body? Uh, Phil happen. Phillips isn't buying it. Mm-hmm. He thinks you're, if you've got a demon in you, you can't be good, Okay, I guess. Well. There's also Stratos... The winged man, which they don't like half man, half animal. Oh, they don't like any hybrids at all. Damn it. So Stratos is half man, half bird, obviously, like the sun god Ra, which in, you know, Christianity, you're not supposed to worship other I don't think the sun god Ra was a half half man bird. I don't think it was, was it? Well, he thinks... Someone else. There was a bird god, but I don't think it was... So he thinks our cartoons are going back to ancient and pagan gods and forming our toys after them. (laughs) Oh my, uh, says Gary. Oh my, Again, my. how did he not stumble onto Shazam? Because Shazam <laughs> is overtly doing exactly that. Yes, and in, in, there was a commercial where they talk about ISIS, and uh, Gary keeps calling him ISIS. ISIS. Oh my God. <laughs> ISIS. So, um, you didn't have YouTube back then to learn how to pronounce things, so be nice to Gary. They literally showed a clip of the, of the cartoon calling it ISIS, yeah, and then he proceeds to say ISIS, ISIS. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Phil Phillips whips out, or no, whoa, it's, it's, whoa. he doesn't whip it out. It's actually <laughs> on his, I'm stop right here. <laughs> it's on his presentation. Okay. 
the picture of his penis is on the <laughs> so presentation. On the presentation. <laughs> he just clicks, and it, the picture of his penis shows it's up. It's the cover of a He-Man comic. Oh, how did that get there? Oh, oh no. I can't change it. Do you like what you see? Mm. Yeah. It's the cover of a He-Man comic showing He-Man sitting in the lotus position, okay. you know, with fuck? his hands well, on as, the meditation position. As Satanists do, mm-hmm. because meditation is demonic. And he's levitating off the ground. And there's a, a power beam emanating from his head, and at the top of it, there's a crystal ball. And apparently, this crystal ball allows him to focus his psychic energies. It's the only thing that allows him to focus okay. his psychic energies. But of course, as Phil Phillips explains to us, the crystal ball is used in necromology. Which, I don't think it is. But which is, do you know what necromology is? I do. It's the I dead. What it's is the it? Communication with the dead. And God doesn't like that. Oh, well, crystal balls, yeah. It's actually necrom... It is. Well, right? Necromancers. Yeah. Um, crystal balls... Or to see the future or something like that. Crystal, ball, crystal balls, yeah. It's usually used yeah. by a medium to see the future. Yes. They're not overly demonic Think at all or satanic whatsoever, but yes. I mean, they are non-Christian. Yes. That's true. He doesn't like anything. So therefore, demonic. Yeah. If he, man, instead of using crystal ball, used the Bible to focus his energy, he might be a little less pissed off right yeah. now. Yeah. So the big question is, is this an evil plot... To brainwash our children. Probably. And to make them followers of Satan well, and demons not like and Phil witchcraft. Phillips. I'm going to say I'm 84% sure that it is. <laughs> yeah. I and that stat. Phil Phillips believes children must be told that only God is all-powerful, and they must learn that these toys aren't real. And they must be told by me alone. Kids can't distinguish the difference between toys and real things and people and cartoons and real things and people. And he said, if we don't, we're going to lose the children of the tomorrow and the Antichrist will have them. Oh, man. Well, how did that not happen? Or did it? Well, that's a good question. I'd, I'm asking myself that all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Apparently, that was a weird response. <laughs> that was well, an odd response. Why, why aren't tons of... Kids yeah. and who are now f- yes. fully adults who are yeah. probably in Congress, <laughs> well, well, followers of the Antichrist. Well, they might be. There we go. Look at you, Matt Gets. <laughs> I know. Yes, he. Yeah, um, he says that <laughs> through these cartoons and toys, an unconscious fascination with the occult begins to form, and when the kids are teens, they will engage in actual occult practices. Hmm. Okay. Maybe they're just keeping it well hidden. Yeah, we didn't hear a lot about those occult practices, no. but you know, um, there was a 1978 study that Phil Phillips didn't name the study, but okay. he referred well, to it. Never a good sign. Saying that children watched. An average of 15,000 hours of TV by the time they graduate from high school. Hmm. I didn't do the math to break that down. That's possible. It probably is possible, but but they only spend 11,000 hours in school. That part doesn't make sense to me. That doesn't make sense either. So if the the 11,000 hours in school, you're like in school six hours a day. More than that. 30 hours a week. Let's be be conservative. Nine months a year. So do, do some math. So if it's eleven thousand hours <laughs> by the time they get to 
high school, yeah. but they spend 4,000 more hours yeah. watching TV, then that means they're spending more than six hours a day watching TV. Well, yeah. now because they also watch TV during the summer when you're not in school and on weekends when you're not in school. That's, That's still a lot yeah, of TV. Still Parents aren't TV. really letting you watch that much, probably that much not. TV. Probably not. Well, you know, they really decry the fact that, you know, TVs are babysitters and yeah. parents are lazy and they just sit their kids in front of the TV. All true. You guys did. All we fair. turned out fine. I know. Yeah, just kidding. There was a 1984, so current at the time of this video, update to the, that 1978 study. And now TV watching was up to 22,000 hours oh, by the lot. time. Wow. So double the amount of time kids are in school, they're watching TV. Yeah, no. Preschoolers watch between 22 and 26 hours of TV per week. So that's four hours every day. Yes. That's and they are 22% of the viewing audience. And this is a problem because, as we know, kids are dumb and they can't tell the difference between <laughs> fantasy and reality. Oh, there we agree. And to illustrate this fact, Phil Phillips tells a story from when he was two and he was watching Lassie okay. because he remembers when he was two. No, he and doesn't because no one The can. episode of Lassie that he was watching where Lassie ran into a burning building at, or burning barn, of course. And then... That episode was over, and it said to be continued. And of course, he was two, and he could read to of be course. continued, <laughs> and he was very upset by it. He was yeah, distraught, yeah. and his father couldn't console him by telling him, "Hey, you stupid two-year-old, it's not real. Lassie's fine. And He's just a pretend dog." Read, Phil. <laughs> so Phil wasn't having it until his dad pretended to call the producers of the show. Hello, Lassie. And I'm asked, talking to Lassie right now. And ask if Lassie was okay. And they assured him that Lassie was okay and then Phil was okay. So And Phil didn't want to actually get on the phone himself yes. and make sure that his dad wasn't lying. Well, Phil's an idiot. And he says that kids also view commercials as public service am- announcements. Hmm. They don't see them as advertising, which I agree they don't see them as advertising, but true. public service announcements? Yeah. Okay, whatever. Kids just see shit on the TV. That's all. Like, and they, they don't want think it. that much about it. True. I mean, he he is right to a certain extent about how too much TV is bad, mm-hmm. how cartoons are commercials yeah, for it's, toys. It's the devil everywhere part where we Yeah, all that's kind of course. great. Yes. He says TV is an addictive drug and there's a physical reaction in kids' brains. I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, and that basically this part he's right about, companies are programming kids to be advocates for their products. But, and, you know, so then, you know, they go pester their moms to buy them the, yeah. the yeah. sugary cereals and all that kind of stuff. Totally true. And, and I love the way he says, but of course, intelligent mothers have to give in to their kids bugging them to buy Cookie Crisp. He names Cookie Crisp. Oh, Even though me. these intelligent mothers know all the sugar in the cereal will cause their kids to bounce off the walls, but mothers are powerless, I guess, <laughs> oh. against their children and the cartoons and the commercials. You told us no to Cookie Crisp. Damn we right we did. Yes, we did. Nine <laughs> grams of sugar. Max. Maximum. Yep. <laughs> we taught you how to read nutrition labels. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he thinks basically tie-ins with cartoons, toys, and cereal are all occultic and evil. Again, evil, but not occultic. Yeah. He believes that, remember how uh, when kids play with toys, they use their imaginations and... Mm-hmm. And uh, he hates imagination. And they, <laughs> they uh, project their imagination into the toys, giving it life, character, abilities, talents, and set the surrounding for the toys. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, the basics of storytelling. So he's angry because he didn't have the imagination when he was yeah. a kid to do that, so he's mad at kids with imagination. Well, he believes that cartoons, because they have the tie-ins to the toys, he believes the cartoons, and probably the comic books too, are programming the kids how to play with the toys 
instead of the kids using their own imagination. So, the, you know, the kids are recreating with the toys what they see in the cartoons, which he's probably not wrong to a certain extent. To a certain extent, but I think kids just use it as a springboard. Exactly. Yeah. That. And I, I thought he sounded a minute ago, he sounded like he was anti-kids imagination because they're doing this into occult toys. Yeah. So he's having it both ways. Well, and, and he thinks then it creates a taste for the occult. Okay. <laughs> and then okay. when they're on the playground and they don't have their toys with them... They get ram's heads and crystal balls and <laughs> they do. do rituals. And they, they put on a play. They want to replicate the powers of the <laughs> occultic heroes in the cartoons to themselves. Hmm. So okay. I, I think they believe that, you know, kids try to jump out of windows because they oh think they God. can fly. The 80s was a lot of that. Yes. Too. So now they they're, they do go on to talk about the girls, what the girls have. So the girls well, have She-Ra. Bar- Barbie. Oh, well, they had, he's, just, he's still picking on He-Man we'll and We'll talk She-Ra? about Barbie a little oh, bit. Okay. But uh, She-Ra, He-Man's twin sister, mm-hmm. who is actually more powerful than he is. Jerry of course. twice now. She sounds a little Because <laughs> she's a girl. She, she has she a horse. Was. Horse named Spirit. Spirit. Of course she has a horse. Who can obviously. fly, which is a problem. Yeah. Because. Not for Spirit. Spirit's oh, the cool horse. You yeah. know what? I don't know that he thinks she's more powerful. He thinks she's more occultic. Okay. I misspoke. 14 times. <laughs> yes. I said it twice. And in, in uh, they, the, the episode they just randomly looked at to randomly. see what She-Ra yeah. is all about, okay. there's a, a mystic competition for making spells. And, you know, She-Ra's the good guy, and there's an evil character called the Shadow Weaver. Mm. She's pretending to be a little girl who asks, can I please be in the competition? And of course, because they're so nice and fair-minded, everybody's allowed to be in the competition. And she turns into the shadow master and what a shadow weaver weaver. and puts a sleeping spell on everybody, including (gasps) She-Ra. And then she sends She-Ra into the sixth dimension. The sixth dimension? Which what is a, wow, I taken like from some Eastern religion. I don't know that it is. I don't know, I don't but it's a direct it link to the occult okay. and a pagan religion. Yes, they and don't the like. Were, he doesn't like Eastern religions at all. No, all Eastern religions are satanic to these people. Did yes. the kids get orange slices and Capri Suns? I just I'm concerned about if they, in the Mystic competition yes. for spe- casting spells. No, because they were um, <laughs> all put to sleep. That mom. Failed. Remember Thundercats? I love Thundercats. Yes. Well, they're half men, half lions. But that's Therefore, fine. taken from ancient heathen gods. No, they're not. And they're involved in the martial arts. Sure. Which is, is also satanic? not good. I did not know that. Yes. They communicate with the dead, their dead father. Oh, really? Lionel's dead father. Oh, really? And they have occult powers themselves. There is, I, I think there's a sword involved they again. They can jump and scratch. Those are occult powers. No, they have the Sword of Omenstein, and there's a third eye involved in there somewhere, which is always red, which he doesn't like. No. So this, the third eye comes from Hinduism, right? And he believes this causes children to look for the third eye in their lives. The screwdriver. creates a desire <laughs> apple for the occult yeah. in their life. Oh, okay. Yeah, Gary... His issue with anything non-Christian is uh, literally anything yes. non-Christian. It's not overtly yeah. pro-Christian is a cult. Yes, mm-hmm. everything. Gary doesn't like the gymnastics and martial arts and jumping and thrusting. Or he likes it a little too much. I think yeah. In the Thundercats, because all of those things, presumably especially jumping and thrusting, yeah. are taken <laughs> directly from pagan religions. No, they're not. 
that? What the fuck? <laughs> he is making shit up. The Pings were known for the jumping and thrusting, and that <laughs> got me a little excited at home. So, Thundercats toys, also occultic, and Gary is totally wiped out by what he's seeing. He's, that's what he says. He does say that? Yes. I'm totally wiped out by what I'm sure. No, that's Phil. Oh, that's, okay. This yeah. is Gary. Gary's the other guy. Okay. GG. They talk about, uh, you know, the applicable scripture. They don't, they don't do a whole lot of Bible quoting, but they do a little bit where they talk about how Eve is deceived by the serpent, but she's deceived in her mind, mm. not her physical being. Don't know what that means, but okay. so I don't. apparently, so all Satan has to do is divert the kids from God in their minds mm. and then he's won. <laughs> Doesn't even make sense as opposed to physically. Yeah, what my is? hand wants to reach for the Bible, but my mind's making me reach for <laughs> He Man and She Ra. So parents have the responsibility to stop their kids from playing with these toys and watching these cartoons. Wow. Yes. Okay. I think his script for a new cartoon was refused by every single station <sighs> and syndicator, and he's a little bitter. Yeah. This Theory. is like a really, Theory. really weird, like. Thing to hitch your ride to. They well, probably love Davy and Goliath. Oh, remember Davy and Goliath? Absolutely. Davy, <laughs> I killed a man today. Should I tell Jesus? Well, Gary asked. That was the little known episode. That Phil Phillips, okay. how this all started. And of course, Phil Phillips says it started with Ken and Barbie. <laughs> He God. does really. He's going to pick on Ken and Barbie. So I'm thinking, like, if kids are doing the imagination and they always have to end up in a cult, how are they doing with Ken and Barbie? Like, you're playing, oh, let's go to the beach, Barbie. Okay, Ken, how is that a cult? I it's don't know why he got Ken and Barbie involved in this because they don't find anything occultic in Ken and Barbie. Oh, they so, don't. No. He's just going to talk about Ken and Barbie. Was he looking for free Ken and Barbie gifts? Well, here, his beef with Ken and Barbie is they're the American dream couple. Barbie has a perfect body, perfect hair, face, clothes, perfect car, perfect house, perfect boyfriend. Her car was and, pretty cool. Um, who's the religious guy who like focus on the family or oh, whatever? Um, Dobbs, Hobbs, Dobbs. Um, I can't remember. But yeah, uh, Dom Dobson. Dobson. Yeah. Something. Something. Dumb. He had to try to have a funny moment. He said, Barbie has no blemishes except for made in Hong Kong stamped on her rear end. Ha 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 ha. They, they thought that was Why hilarious. are you taking Barbie's pants off? <laughs> yeah, that's really I would like weird. to know. Are you checking the crotch and seeing if it's anatomically correct? I think you are. And then Phil tells us that Bill Barton is one of the co-designers of Barbie. And he had an interview with Newsweek magazine where he said that he believed anorexia nervosa is attributable to Barbie. Barbie's responsible for teen and tween girls. Who said this? Bill Barton, yeah. the co-designer of Barbie. Really? What? Is this because, a mea culpa? Is he yeah, apologizing to the world? Because she creates unreal beauty standards in young women. Yeah. And he had never given a Barbie to one of his granddaughters. Listen. But he cashed the checks. <laughs> he's bro. not wrong. No, he's, he's not He's absolutely wrong. not wrong. People have been saying that for a long time. Yeah. Yes. No shit, she's... Yeah. yeah. Well, aren't her measurements like 52, 12, she 18? Would have, she would have no internal organs. Yeah. Like if she and she wouldn't be able to stand up. <laughs> no. She'd fall over. She couldn't Let's walk. Let's shopping. Wait, I can't. I don't have a spleen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't have a liver. I'm dying. So uh, Phil and Gary say little girls should be playing with soft mothering type dolls. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so they can learn how to be mommies. Well, what, is he, what does that mean? Not playing with Barbies to learn about fashion. 
Bar- they say Barbies are fine for teenagers. So oh, so so teenagers okay. are fine to play with dolls with unreal beauty standards because okay. teen girls don't care about unreal beauty standards. <laughs> much much okay. much more than young girls eight are year olds. the picture of security. <laughs> That's uh, so we know we can trust them with that. <laughs> but so before his, that, they should play with I don't know cotton swabs. What do they mean? Soft mothering Q-tips. Little Just squishy give them some babies. Q-tips. Squishy babies. Soft babies. Oh, little like baby your, dolls, like your Cabbage Patch doll, like Lila Libby. Yeah, okay. exactly. Nice. I did love baby dolls. As you a did, child. sure. sure. Um, you and know, I am a soft mother, so it's fine. He was actually a little ahead She's of his not. time. <laughs> I don't, I can't find fault except for saying teen girls are okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, not. no, saying little girls need to play with dolls to learn how to be mothers is. Oh no, yeah, I, I totally disagree yeah. with that. Yeah. But like, I agree with unreal body types. Yeah, sure, uh, that's beauty fine. standards and dumb all people kind of can stuff. have one or two right opinions. Exactly, I agree with that. Or good opinions. Also, not sure why they're talking about this with turmoil in the toy box. And, yeah. But I guess they're they, just a bad toy. It's called padding. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, now they're going to move on to Dungeons and Dragons, and we know that Gary <sighs> has a whole. Are. A whole uh, video about Dungeons and Dragons. I know and for a fact he was a Dungeons and Dragons player throughout most of his. He routine. believes yeah. that some kids have actually committed suicide yeah, because no, of Dungeons and Dragons. But also, apparently, there was a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Was there really? Yeah, I there was. That. I saw clips of it. Huh. And they have direct depictions of Satan and demons in the game and in the cartoons. It's a mind-bending game with all kinds of pagan rituals, spells to cast, and it's full of monstrous creatures. Monstrous? Monsters. I literally thought they were going to talk about the monsters. (laughs) Monstrous (laughs) creatures. He keeps calling them monstrous creatures. He's doing an advertisement for the game because that all sounds pretty cool. (laughs) I know. And, of course, the dungeon master who has, there's a guy that tells him what to do. Super nerd. But then he also is basically playing God in the game. He controls everything. That's not cool with the real God. No. Well. Nobody's allowed to to be all powerful and play God. They know it's a game. Even in a game. It doesn't leave that basement. Their powers do not (laughs) leave that table with his fellow nerds. Well, Gary has letter after letter from parents who say, after they've taken the pieces, the game, the Dungeons and Dragon game pieces from their kids, and these game pieces have sixes on them, in, well, ca- in case you didn't know. I believe they also have one, two, three, fours, and fives. <laughs> I, know, I but. literally have never seen anything <laughs> to do with Dungeons and Dragons. But when the They're parents called dice, throw them <laughs> into an incinerator or a fireplace to destroy them, they can hear screaming. <laughs> Oh my God. The game pieces scream because there are some kind of spiritual forces inhabiting them. Jesus. There's a whole, there was a ton of of bagging on Dungeons and Dragons during this period from the Christian, right? Yes. It was one of their favorite topics. Because it it was, it does does have mysticalness and and, and, uh, talk about hybrid animals. There's, Every hybrid animal you can yeah. think of is in Dungeons and Dragons, but which is not, fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I always mean, thought I'd never played it. I've still never played it in my life. I haven't either. I, I'm aware of it. I just wasn't my crowd ever played it, but I probably would have loved it yeah. if I had. If you had the right somehow. crowd, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it would cause kids to drop out of their lives, and they wouldn't want to study anymore. Drop acid and and uh, Phil Phillips says it affects the most intelligent of our children. So he does believe it's an intelligent game. It's probably not untrue. The piece, Honestly, I know. I agree. The pieces include white, witch, white witches, wizards, necromancers, clerics, evil wizards. It's white versus black witchcraft. And mm. Anton LaVey himself, okay. the founder of the Church of Satan, yeah. he <laughs> says... Three members. I mean, so it's just, 
he's an expert. Yeah, of and he, is. he says there's no such thing as white white witchcraft, and well, he, he as, should know. As long as Anton Levey says, says Phil, Phil. Phil. Anton Levey was was a pathetic little nobody yes. who positioned himself as this expert on things he didn't just to create attention. He was yeah. an early. Uh, troll before mm-hmm. the internet, yeah. and he literally his his group had I'm not kidding it was single digits. Yeah. He was a no absolute nobody, but the Christian loved to promote right. him. The Christians did more to promote Anton Levey than anybody else in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Well, so Gary also talks about this letter that he had gotten from a lady who tells him how Dungeons and Dragons changed her beloved son's personality. Signed. A lady <laughs> written in a man's handwriting. In fact, written in his handwriting. When a lady girl. He started playing Dungeons and Dragons at his private school, which promoted it okay. as, you know, a game of strategy and, you it know, is. whatever. It is. Yeah. Well, for six months, Hertonio became what disrespectful. Name? The kid's name is Hertonio? No, her child, Tonio. Tony, her, oh, her child's name is Tonio. Yes. Oh, both. Okay, that's, that's like just it. as bad as her Tonio, but that's fine. <laughs> Tonio <laughs> became disrespectful, rebellious, lethargic, made sneering faces at Whoa. them. And well, maybe because they're bagging on Dungeons and Dragons and you <laughs> love the game, and they say it's not satanic, you guys. Good. Carried with him a very hostile spirit that could be felt everywhere he went in the house. Okay. What the? I feel there's a forced exorcism coming on pretty quickly for yeah. Tonio. This happened for six whole months. Mm. Until his dad took the game away and said he could not play it anymore. His dad's a dick. And then Tonio came back, whoops, came back to his life and his parents and everything was great. Okay. Cool. So they believe the made up story. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. You know what? He made up a good name though. Tonio. Tonio. The cartoon and the toys are bringing the occult to younger and younger children. Yeah. Newborn babies. <laughs> and mothers are playing Dungeons and Dragons while they're pregnant. There's a character named Blackstar. In Dungeons and Dragons? Sounds pretty cool. In the must be in the um, cartoon. Okay. That they say is one of the most blatantly occult figures. It has a glow in the dark alien demon. Demon. Again, the oh, word demon. Very cool. The unnecessary use of I'm whistle, I'm gonna flag you for unnecessary use of the word demon. <laughs> 47 penalties. Alien demon, too. Yeah. Who knew? Well, they go on to say that the average child owns $72 worth of these occultic toys. How much? $72. That's it? The arbitrary wow. Well, in early number. 80s monies. Okay. And, which is which probably $4,000. And so a child could have like three to 12 of these glow in the dark demon aliens. Okay. <laughs> three to 12. Again, he's not good at math. He's just making <laughs> numbers you, up. Three to Well, I just divided 72 <laughs> by three and 12, and I came up with that ratio. So then Gary wants to play a game with um, Phil by just bringing out random toys. That he probably like had on the, some. This on the, on the video? Yeah. Okay. Some production assistant. Go to the toy store. Phil, let's bring out some toys. Let's do that, Gary. The first <laughs> toy, I didn't want to rewind and find out what the name of it was. Uh, Phil had never heard of it. These are what? all. What? Strip Dances and Dragons, Gary? Okay, I guess. I mean... Then he brought out a toy called Man to Beast, which pretty descriptive of what it is. And it's another one, like many faces, where the, t- the head can turn around. Uh, that kind of sounds cool. How did I miss uh, yeah. that? Transforming it from a man to an animal, which, of course, is a very occultic and new age concept. For sure not. Then he brought out something called sectors, like centaurs with sect before it. Sectors, warriors of symbian. Now the battle is in your hands. And uh, it does some kind of tricks. Uh, you can put it on your hand. So it's like a puppet. You put your hand in it. It literally looks like this. 
which is, what's this guy called again? That's our Mothman doll. Oh, the, it looks like this Mothman doll, little plushy toy that we have. It's black. It looks just like this, but it sprouts wings. Then you know that people can't see us. I know. Okay. <laughs> and I'll put, post a picture of it. Okay. But you put your hand in it so you can move the legs, and it's got wings, and it has a little on-off button, and the wings flap, <laughs> and it has a character sitting on top of it, which okay. must be a sectar. Okay. I don't know if the sectar Never is the man or the animal, mm-hmm. and... Apparently, there's something in the Bible about winged beasts with riders on them being a bad, demonic thing. It so, like of course, the Bible would not like. sure. it's in the Reve- it's in Revelation. Oh, so well. they think whoever made this toy okay. literally is very familiar with Revelations okay. and wants to indoctrinate children. Written into, by for sure an yes. insane person. That's why. <laughs> so this toy is, of course, going to bring the occult into every home. Because everybody's going to have No one's heard of it, but that's fine. (laughs) And then Phil Phillips reads a Bible verse that talks about all the witchy things you're not allowed to do. And the minute you turn your TV on with one of these cartoons, you've broken this scripture. And you've basically broken a commandment of God. And you've invited curses into your home. Oof. God said, thou shalt not watch occultic commercials. <laughs> that was the 11th commandment. It didn't make the gut. We liked yep. round numbers. Yeah. So not only is our uh, cartoons and toys and commercials infected with occultic symbols and messages, but so were movies of the time. Well, Some of the most popular movies. The Exorcist. Star Wars. Star Wars? <laughs> Because Darth Vader was in a black costume, maybe? And then there was a picture on his little, um, uh, what did I call it? Uh, Penis? Slideshow. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and there's a picture of a Star Wars character, and Gary is not familiar, and says, now who's this? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Darth Vader, No, no. And Phil Phil says, Chewbacca? Now, of course, this is Squidhead. (laughs) Squidhead. Who the fuck is Squidhead? Squidhead? Yeah. Can I see the picture? There's no one's. I mean, I don't have a picture of Squidhead. Squidhead. Apparently, he was like an accountant on the whatever Uh, planet. Okay. And yeah, silly. But Phil Phillips doesn't want to talk about it. Now, this is Squidhead. I don't want to talk about Squidhead. Let's move on to Darth Vader, who, of course, patterned after. He looks just like the Norse god Odin. No, we what? <laughs> what? That's for sure not true. And they say, may the force be with you. And as we know, the force is a word used by witches to describe the power they receive from Satan. Absolutely not true. And then there's... Never heard that. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Did you know there's something called Obi witchcraft? Mm. No, there isn't. No. Where it's a Japanese uh, where the, belt. The witches chant Obi, 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 Obi. <laughs> To Did bring power to, into the witches' lives. And then there's Yoda. Did, did he think no one could fact check? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In the 1984, there wasn't, fact checking wasn't very easy. You had to go to the library you still and could. stuff. You still could. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but who's going to? Anyone. Um, I'm sure people did. Yoda, as we know, was a Zen master. Yeah, which, I suppose. Which, in and of itself, Zen Buddhism, bad. Okay. Because... Zen Buddhism says there's one force in the world that can be used for good or evil. And I guess the Bible doesn't believe that. No. And Yoda is a three-fingered, three-toed beast. No. Which, as everyone knows, means Satan is Lord. What? Having three fingers? What if someone lost two fingers in an accident? (laughs) Would you... uh... 
You know I, I guess. And, well, Gragu is I guess adorable. In particular, it's two fingers and a thumb. Yeah, that's the Satan what, thing. It means Satan is Lord. See nothing. Satan is Lord. Satan. What is, well, okay. I don't know. Jesus is God. I just switched it around. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That, these aren't things. None of these are things. None of these are. Well, you want to talk about ET? I, not sure. anymore, because I think you're going to tell me E.T. is satanic. E.T. was an incredibly successful movie. Very successful. In 1983 I believe also had three, did he have three, three fingers, I think, maybe, and one lit up. He had one very long finger. Yeah, I, and he picked I, his nose I, with I, it. Yeah, lots of like eye. Anyway, uh, Phil Phillips thinks that E.T. was a camouflaged occult movie. Hmm. Oh. Where our star was, was out front It was blatant. Yeah. yeah, are you kidding? Darth Vader? Odin looked just like him. Um, Odin wore because, a helmet and a cape. Because <laughs> it had levitation, psychic healing, mind control, mental telepathy, and also included some inferences to homosexua- homosexuality. Homosexuality. <laughs> Wait, E.T. was gay? Was E.T. gay? Was, um, was Henry, I, you know, I'm not... Who's, Drew Barrymore was a lesbian? Really, <laughs> for sure, where the homosexuality came into E.T. Maybe the penis breath? Comments that the kid that the boys I, used. I, I am going to admit something that is is going to be shocking. I've never seen ET. Oh my god! I've never seen ET. I've probably oh seen, my god! I've seen little snips. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. We've all seen ET phone home and the scene where Drew yes. Barrymore finds him. I've in the seen, room. and I've probably most of the snips have probably been in other things. How like, did you not yeah. watch ET? I, I waited in line for three hours to I watch that. that. He also had out? a beanie movie. baby when you were beanie baby. Cabbage patch doll. I didn't have a beanie baby. I was supposed to have. I bet you had a beanie baby. I bet you did. My soft baby to soft mothering baby. Yeah, yeah. Again, you were nearly teens. Although Leela Libby was more like a toddler. I don't think she was really a baby. Okay. Although, yeah, she had bibs. Well, toddlers use bibs. Oh, my God. So anyway. Carrie's <laughs> internal dialogue, <laughs> monologue. So, you know, Star Wars and E.T. and all these occultic symbols and mm-hmm. literally sure. everything makes people accept that there are multiples of Christ. This is mostly from E.T. And they come at different, like Christ-like feet, oh, okay. creatures or figures or whatever, come at different occasions and different times. Because E.T. did all the things that Jesus did, right? He came down, he died, he was resurrected. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Haven't seen the movie. And <laughs> don't know. he was an alien. Was Jesus so, an alien? May, that's the problem. Maybe people are kids are going to start thinking maybe oh. E.T. was very Jesus-like. Maybe Jesus was an alien too. You know, I just thought that, so he might be right here. I know. I did make that association. Only when you said it, though. And then he goes on and talks about superheroes. Superman talks to his dead father. No, Wonder Woman has occult powers. And apparently she's involved with demons who came from a fiery pit. It was in a comic book. Wonder Woman? Okay. Did you know there was a superhero for girls called Golden Girl? Never heard of her. No. Is it played by Rue McClanahan? <laughs> it was, no. Was it, it was dra- a, drawn by Rue McClanahan? A new series at the time aimed at girls specifically, hmm, which Gary finds interesting. He finds, uh, interesting? Is that a code word for <laughs> evil? Then they talk about the Scarlet Witch, something called- Scarlet Witch is awesome. Something called Power Man and the Son of Satan. Wow. Okay, I that's, mean, now how more blatant can you be? Now he's got a point. Yeah. Cartoons. Power Man, not so much. Not sure how he got lopped in with Power Man and, and Son of Satan. Son of Satan, though, yes. You know, Son of Satan was it. Um, I think I could be wrong. I I think there was a Satan um, 
cartoon series. Yeah. I think there was a, a, a com- I'm sorry, comic book series. Yes, I comic think these were mostly comic Satan. books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or, or maybe. Power okay. Man and the Son of Satan. Wait, were, were they in the same comic book? I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Otherwise, why are you lopping this? Power Man's getting the short. Yeah. No, I'm assuming Power Man was the good guy. Son of Satan was the villain. Oh, got right? it. Right? Oh, sure. Yes. I mean, He-Man and Skeletor, that's yeah, I whatever. See. Okay. And then there was one called The Burning Hand. Oh. And in the picture, I mean, literally, this is true. It had a Jesus-looking guy being crucified on a pentagram. Oof. Nice. I don't know who made this comic or I why. I have no memory of that comic. Never but heard of it. they're pretty upset because it's getting very clear. Yeah. Clearly. That one is. Occult. That was probably made by Christians. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. And then he's decrying all the violence in, in cartoons. This is where we're right exactly on the same page. Yeah. They're starting to see violence within the toys and the cartoon series more and more. I don't have an argument. He talks about the most violent cartoons, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Masters of the Universe, Dungeons and Dragons. And he numbers, you know, how there are research where they say there were 80 acts of violence in the 30-minute uh, episode yeah. and 30 minute, you know, whatever. But all of these very violent cartoons have way more violent acts per half hour than the most violent adult TV shows. Yeah, that's which I not believe untrue. it. There's tons of cartoon there violence, is. but it's actually called cartoon violence yes. for a reason. Yeah. So um, Gary is also uh, disturbed by all the violence and weapons and stuff in cartoons. So he decided to go to his toy store, and he was amazed by all the toy weapons on the shelves, Mm, as am I. As we know, I never bought our children toy weapons. Well, you bought them real guns. (laughs) Jack didn't have Nerf guns? No. I didn't buy this for him, but yes, he did. Oh. And Nerf guns. I don't like Lisa or something. Wow. And the only thing I ever bought, (laughs) and I agonized over the purchase, which is, Silly. What did uh, you buy? Say yeah, that again? Water, little water oh. pistols. <laughs> and we did she have. Con has been told they water balloons. We, we had super soakers. <laughs> yeah. For yeah, summertime. Those were cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I didn't love them, but they were fun. I don't know. Didn't turn out they were all in the gun culture from having no, super soakers. So I think you, you saved them again. And then they show a G.I. Joe toy commercial. And it's got um, the, the villains are called the evil twin brothers whose eyes are black fully black. Mm. They look like the demons from Supernatural. And they have to be devi- defeated by the G.I. Joes, who are, as we know, American heroes. And yeah. apparently they're called the Joes. The Joes. The Joes. They're it's, all named Joe. It's like a team of Joes. Mm-hmm. Bunch of guys named Joe. They really don't like the, the real trend towards barbarization of our children. Barbarization. And, yes. Getting haircuts. Teaching children <laughs> to have violent attitudes and settle their problems with violence. I, I'm surprised they don't like that. Most of people, no, like, most people like on that it. political part of the aisle yeah. like that. Yeah. Big on toy guns. Big on them. In yeah. fact, want them to be real guns, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah, not these guys. Well, this was also in the 80s. Things would be different now. Yeah. Um, someone told Phil Phillips that Russia, meaning every single person in Russia or maybe the Russian government, I don't know, was more disturbed by seeing how American children were wearing fatigues and becoming militarized in their play and stuff than they were about our nuclear weapons. That's A, beyond stupid, and B, why is he complaining about that? Yeah. If Russia's worried about us becoming so powerful because we're all playing with guns, 
Isn't that good for us? Right. No. In the 80s? Well, sure it is. Well, I mean... Whose side is he on? Is he a communist? <laughs> He's just trying to illustrate... That how dumb he is? No. <laughs> his, his, <laughs> how well he how, can make up stuff? How violent. His, his mastery of illogic. Our children are becoming. Gary calls toy weapons a cult. Even Russia's worried about us. <laughs> <laughs> we must be fucking up. Gary says that toy weapons from... That they are cultic toys from grenades to oh. shrapnel gun gum. Wait, wait. Shrapnel there gum. There were toy shrapnel guns? Gum. Gum. Shrapnel gum? <laughs> what, did it explode in your mouth? I'm confused. Little, little pouches of gum in flat pieces shaped like shrapnel. Are they talking about like... Was it called shrapnel gum? Or is he making that word I up? think he's making it up. I've never heard of the phrase shrapnel yeah. gum. I haven't either. But there were pouches uh, yeah, of little flat yeah, pieces yeah. of gum. But I, I don't what did Big Lee Chew look like? Um, Wasn't it like shreds? Weren't they? I thought it was shreds. Oh, yeah. that was shreds because that was supposed yeah. to look like like tobacco, um, tobacco, which is great for the kids. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there were all kinds of little flat pieces of gum. I yeah, don't, I don't know why they sure. were shrapnel. No, I don't think they were. I think you might be making. Well, it. he's made up a lot of things. These are toys that tell children that shooting is in, man. It's the man. <laughs> Does he say like that? Cool. He's telling me he said shooting. Surfer. He said shooting is in, bro. Shooting is bitching. Okay, so. Real quick, because we've been going long, yeah, we're going to run through the funny things. Smurfs. Wait. Okay. I, I thought we haven't run through the funny things yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look, they're all funny. Smurfs, Care Bears, The Littles, My Little uh, Ponies, not things that you would think of as being Care evil bears. and occultic. Care so bears. Smurfs is the most popular Saturday morning cartoon at the time. For sure. They're blue and they have black lips, which Do I they? never really paid attention. Do I they had, have black lips? I don't know that they have black lips. Absolutely. I want to see a picture of a Smurf What else now? is blue with black lips? Uh, the a devil? dead person? Dead people. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is what happens to you when you die. It was mm. also an so all... So zombies? Or something. It was also an all-male community. Well, did he forget about Sister Smurf? Uh, did you for, Did you miss the episode where Smurfette actually transformed from a boy Smurf into a girl Smurf? I did, because I did not watch the Smurfs, but... She, didn't, she was not born female. I didn't know that. So wait... She was Smurfette trans. is transgender? Yes. Wow. I love that representation. Okay, I'm going to see a picture so, of Smurfette. Hold on, I'm Come trying on, to get a good one. So Phil believes there's a homosexual homosexual <laughs> connotation. <laughs> they don't have black lips. They I, have I little mean, lines as hey, smiles. Um, um, Phil, Phil, that's called drawing animated <laughs> characters, you <laughs> shit fuck. That's, uh, yeah, they, he's the, I mean, they have smiles, but you draw with a black pen or pencil. Yeah, yeah. no, they, he. Uh, he's an idiot. Well, yes, and it's not like they're filled in black lips. It's no. literally just a single line yeah. mouths. Okay. Okay. And in He's most of the storylines, when the Smurfs get into trouble, they run to Papa Smurf, who whips up a, a spell. He, he, in several episodes, he even calls upon Beelzebub. What? So Papa Smurf no, has does magic. Not. That's Gargamel. And their enemy is Gargamel, <laughs> who is magic and uses pentagons and spells to get the power that he needs to beat the Smurfs. That may be true. I don't, so I don't that's know. all I don't know pretty occultic. But they did not call Beelzebub, literally. I apparently, guarantee that's not true. Apparently he did. The Care Bears, as we know, that. my favorite little yeah, animated characters. Care Bear had a Care Bear had a Care Bear glass for a long time, and one of you kids broke it, and yes. she was pissed. She almost killed you. Yeah. That was old. It was an old Care Bear yeah. class from when I was in high school. I have kids. It's kind of seems like it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Just kidding. Anyway, Care Bears was started by Hallmark Cards. Oh. Yep. And they eventually got licensed out 
to Hallmark's great profit, I'm sure. And there was a Care Bear movie in which a little orphan boy goes to the circus where he is mistreated, and then a face comes out of a book that he's looking at and calls him over to the book and tempts him to open it up, and then the face talks to him and teaches him to practice the occult. And then when he tries to go against the book, I'm assuming something bad happens to him, but Phil got distracted and didn't tell us what happened. I just didn't finish the episode. And then the Care Bears get involved and they use the Care Bear stare, which is magic. Sounds like like they glare at people menacingly. Yeah. They somehow get their powers from their tummies. And obviously the Care Bears are setting up their own religion. Oh. And kids kids are supposed to tell the Care Bears their problems instead of their moms and dads. And then the Care Bears will use their tummy magic and their Care Bear stare to take all the kids' problems away. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds like a good religion. Yeah. But that's why it's bad. And presumably God hates hmm. Care Bears. Of course. Then there's something called the Littles. This is where Isis littles. comes in. I mean, Isis. Isis. Uh, the Littles are supposed to be cute little people like elves or something. And they're supposed to be really cute. And the cartoon has like a bunch of Egyptians who are very like uh, brainwashed and in a cult and they're, they're worshiping Isis and I don't know what happens. That's as far I've as never heard of uh, Phil gets. And well, he, why does he stop in mid sentence? He plays a clip about Isis and the, <laughs> I just watched the part oh, with Isis. They have to resurrect a Pharaoh. And so it's got all of the bad occultic practices mm. that they hate. And then there's my little pony. Oh, come on. My Little Pony, they're very cute, Phil thinks, but wait a minute. He's not going to like They're not all Little Ponies. No. There's a unicorn and uh, there's a Pegasus. And so we know these come from mythologies uh and which are a no-no, I guess, Mm -hmm. in God's land. And in one of the cartoons of My Little Pony, there's, we see a pan, which is a half man, half horse with an amulet around his neck. Half man, half goat. Kidnap three of the ponies, and he's going to transform them to pull his chariot of darkness. And he has some kind of spirit power, and he transforms them into dragons. Hmm. And Phil Phillips believes we're destroying our children by letting them watch these things. So he's just basically, at this point, he's just watching every cartoon and figuring out some way to make it satanic. Yes. Rainbow Bright. I mean, I would have thought her problem would be that she's promoting homosexuality. (laughs) But he says she's a very humanistic type toy, uh, which is bad. Yeah. Yeah, you can't be human. Nope. No, it's bad. With new age symbols, and she uses magic. And as we know, the rainbow represents the networking of the new age. Hmm. Didn't this know is that. Er, this is early days of the rainbow. Uh-huh. The rainbow has changed. And she has a five-sided star on her cheek, which is upside down, and that's new age and occultic. Hmm. Naturally. Mm-hmm. Ours just a star. So the the reason why he's bringing up Smurfs and Rainbow Bright and My Little Pony is to get attention because these are very popular cartoons. Well, basically, it's telling parents that even cute toys need mm. to be looked at, and we need to use discretion when we buy these toys for our children. Just because they seem cute and fuzzy and innocent, we really need to examine all of the occultic symbols within them. Did the Teletubbies make his head explode? Uh, yeah. The sun and the, and the big face in the sky? I mean, God. I'm sure. Well, we know how people One felt about Teletubbies. Mm-hmm. Fathers are commanded to, by God mm. to be the spiritual leader of the home. 
They need to guide their children and presumably also their wives. And <laughs> they will be held accountable for what happens to their children. Oh, that's a threat. Moms are absolved because moms have no power. No, they don't. Uh, moms are just, just there to mother, I guess. Sure, sure. Gary, at this point, we're nearing the end of the video. He wants to reiterate. Reiterate. Reiterate okay. to parents that they are responsible for what they bring into their homes. And then he gets real fiery and yeah. talks about, we put the blood of Jesus into your home and your family and your children. And it sounds like a threat. Putting know. blood into your home and your children and your family. I don't know what, Gary, what Gary's talking about, but it's scary. <laughs> it's he, a religious thing. Yes. Evil powers are trying to brainwash our children, but you can buy their cassettes <laughs> <laughs> to save your kids. Yes. Yes. Here are the cassettes. Spiritual spiritual warfare on your child. Oh, that sounds dangerous. And Deception of a Generation, yeah, this this cassette one. by Phil Phillips. Mm -hmm. And The Dungeons and Dragons by Gary Greenwald. As a, a bonus, guy. <laughs> as a bonus, you'll get the cassette Breaking Spiritual Dullness in Children. Dullness. 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 That's just, they don't, they, their powers of naming things has, has really uh, devolved. Bonus yeah. number two. Well, You'll get, as I'm assuming it's a subscription, to Phil Phillips' newspaper, newspaper, which will bring you the newest occultic attacks on your children. Oh. To get this, just send any donation of $15 or more. So, so not any donation. Any donation. $14 is not enough. No, at least $15 okay, or more. So not any donation. To the Eagle's Nest, Box 15,000, <laughs> Santa Ana, California. Santa Ana, of course. California, nine. To You're not really going to give that, like are you? Okay, good. I, I think that's it. Oh, great. Um, and Grace helped out. You have to presumably send a, a well, you got to send a check. So yeah, put it in an envelope do. and requesting the child deception offer. This is the child oh deception God. offer. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he knows the difference between a newspaper and a newsletter, but no. that's fine. That was so much fun. That was the story of Satan's Toys. Yes. for okay. Turn Phil does get married, and he and his Phil. wife... Well, Cynthia. Let's just say Phil went to a certain camp to try to learn to yeah, be different. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, he's also written books, um, Halloween and Satanism. Okay. Uh, is he still around? has a bit of yeah, anti-Semitism in it. Yeah, shocker. Mm, probably. He was a young man in the early 80s. So That's yeah. true. Huh. Yeah, um, driving around his windowless van. Yeah. And then he and his wife, Cynthia, authored a book on attention deficit disorder called ADD, Welcome to Our World. The D uh. stands for devil in their <laughs> version, by the way. Because um, he was uh, diagnosed with ADD as an adult. So this is Phil his was? testimony of finding <laughs> out. His qualifications are what now for writing a book about psychology? No, it's about ADD. It's not. It's okay, his qualifications are what now? He because has someone it. told him he has it? Yes. Mm. And then they also had, it's not, it's moribund now, I found mm. out, called, it's a website called Miracle Parenting uh, about biblical parenting. Okay. They're trying Whatever. to expand the realm there, it yeah. sounds like. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know what they're doing now. <laughs> doing great things for humanity. Uh, That's what yeah. <laughs> it would be fun to see what he looks like because apparently Gary um, Greenwald had a spot of, plastic surgery oh. and has some real Mission Impossible looking ads and for his church or his whatever. Uh, yeah. 
He had, he had, he calls it the Meg Ryan, I think is the, the yeah. treatment he had. He looks, I don't know when these pictures were from, but he looks very different than he does <laughs> in. I can't smile and I can't close my eyes. Yeah. Could you drop some drops in my eyes? Yeah. Well, but these it's fun. Sound, I mean, if you have a spare 90 minutes, you know. Watch the uh, deception yeah. thing. Is it on yeah. YouTube or anything? It is, is on it YouTube. Is it really the whole, all of it? The all the of it. The whole thing? Yeah. Okay, you didn't tell me, is that, that was one DVR? That was one VHS tape? Uh, or was it three tapes? It seems like it's three, okay. three 30 minutes yeah. ones. I would think so, because they can sell Because more. there are breaks in it, mm-hmm. and yeah. Well, I think that's money well spent. It was fun. $39.99 per video back then. And this podcast is 90 minutes long. Damn. Boy, Perfect. <laughs> so you can, you can either listen to this podcast or listen to his, the three <laughs> video. You, it's too late now. So. Yeah. I wouldn't watch the whole thing, but I would watch part of it just to get the beauty of Phil Phillips. Well, maybe we'll put some on something. And his lips and his teeth. Carrie's <laughs> 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 in a lot of uh, parents shaming today. That's not like yeah. her, but I know, I but it. you know, it's unavoidable. Okay. <laughs> well, I, thank- I didn't shame Gary Greenwald's parents. No, you didn't. And well, some you just did kind of with have likened him so, yeah, you did. to a porn star. What is that? I don't know what that means, and they, I don't want to That he to looks know. like Ron Jeremy or whatever. I don't know. Oh, uh, well, that's Ron not a Jeremy. good thing. And, yeah, I Unless know. Unless you're specifically talking a certain part of his body. It's yeah. not a good thing, because he's well, an ugly no, man. They weren't. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Carrie, you're for welcome. that um, intriguing story. Yeah. Who knew toys were so bad? Uh, who knew that uh, there were so many facts? Who knew that the word occult and demon could be put in front of every <laughs> Every <noun>? single show. <laughs> All the time. Anything. Well, I'm going to have to check out some cartoons and see if um, 80% are still yeah. occultic. Do your own little study. Yeah. I bet they're not. Maybe. Probably are. Who knows? All right. Thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye.